0: welcome to the world harvest church podcast channel we hope you enjoy this message father we've come this morning we've come to humbly receive your word it's our instruction it's a lamp to our feet and to our path father me may, may we not go our own way but your way show us lead us and guide us holy spirit that's what you're here to do and we thank you this morning you're doing just that We have humbled ourselves to be led and guided and directed, corrected and instructed. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated this morning. As you're doing so, uh, we have this available. The ushers are, are ready with the prophecy that David Ellis gave to the church. Um, If you would like one, or y'all just take these and pass them down, I wanted these available to us so that we can all be reading this together, take time. I'd like to reread it this morning before we go forward. It says, but I heard about your building payoff. The first thing that came into my heart, oh, you're in a different room in a different realm, in a different league right now. It's like you can take carnal things, such as money, he says, you can sow carnal things and reap the anointing. You took money and sowed to have a debt-free ministry. So this is what rose up in my heart. Now you're in the big league. Different room, different realm, higher, greater glory, greater anointing. But then it wasn't long after that. I'm not talking about a vision where you fall out. I've never had one of those. I'm talking about a little picture on the inside. But I really was thinking about you guys. Again, it's just a little inward witness, and sometimes I see a picture. So for you guys, it was like there was a racetrack, a racetrack, and the Lord said, tell them one thing. In the payoff of the building, they didn't reach the finish line. That was the gun going off. It's a different room, a different realm, a different race, and a different pace. That's what I heard. That's all I had to offer you. You didn't reach the finish line. The gun just went off, and you're about to run further, faster, hotter, and harder. You're about to take territory like you've never taken it before. You're going to build buildings. You're going to reach your community. You're going to reach into different demographics. You're going to reach different ethnicity. Somebody said, we're a church of, I don't know, maybe four or 500, however however many, how can this many reach the world? Hey, Jesus reached with 12, and one of them committed suicide. (laughs) You hear David in that. Don't tell me what you can't do. You tell me what you will do. You talk to me, you tell me. You look at a piece of property, you'll say, I'm taking that. You look at a building and you'll say, I'm taking that. You'll look at a a nation and you'll say, I'm taking that. You'll look for another channel, a TV, and you say, I'm taking that, I'm taking that. In fact, I'm taking all of it. He said, paint the picture for them. The gun just went off. It's as if it's not an old racetrack revisited. It's almost a brand new room, a brand new realm. Don't settle, get in the stretch. Don't stay silent, get in the fight. I'm talking about the good fight of faith that you always win. Are you listening to me? Pick up the pace. Oh, so good. I do believe that this is, because what God says is living. It's not a was, it's an is, right now. It's living, it never dies, never fades away. We're still living in and operating in the things that were spoken uh, in, in under the old covenant, the prophecies that came. And that's what happens, they saw things. And they never described always how they saw them, but it could have been just like this, just a small picture, just a small picture. And so our job is to continue to look at this, keep our eyes on it, feed on it, and bring it before God in faith for your own life. This isn't uh, just for Defray Ministries World Harvest Church. You are Defraim Ministries World Harvest Church, so this applies to you. Not believing just for us, but for yourself. Amen? Um, that's something that has been most important, I know, to our family, uh, but in to Stephen and I and... Going back in our first discussion, when we needed to bring this afresh and anew to you and him and I sat down, um, it was the things that God had prepared for you that was our top priority. We knew the building. There was no doubt the building was gonna, the property in the building was gonna get paid. That was not, there was no struggle with that. It was, how can we get over to this family? and for all of us that we don't miss any part of what's gonna happen, that you don't miss any part, any bit of your harvest ground, that it not get taken up by somebody else and you miss your opportunity, amen? And so for those of you who sow, this is a word for you. This is a word, a direction for you, amen? Um, Turn with me if you would, I had a, a specific direction this morning to go. I first want to say that your generosity to me on my birthday was, I was speechless. I um, I have uh, had Pastor Nancy to help me over the years with my receiving, um, but your generosity was just I brought tears to my eyes, let me say that, and I don't wanna say much further or I will start crying. Um, I just sat at my house in awe and so blessed and humbled. I was so humbled. I said, God, I am so humbled um, to be a part of this family and to be a part of what God is doing in your life and that you would take of that and and give that to me generously. Um, And so you are blessed and there is a blessing and a harvest for you. Uh, coming to you quickly, because I talked to God about that. <laughs> Amen. So thank you so much, and I do not take that lightly, or believe that I have done anything to even deserve it. But it is by God's goodness and grace that through you He would bless me that way. It all—it's all because of Him. Amen. So this morning, let's go to Ezekiel thirty-six. And no, I am not preaching on any of kind of prophecy or last days or anything like that. In fact, we're going we're gonna to semi-go a long way around to something that I believe the Spirit of God was preparing us for this morning. Ezekiel 36 verse 25. Reads, then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put My spirit within you. Can you imagine Ezekiel trying to comprehend these words of prophecy that he is, he cannot probably even with his own natural mind understand what is God saying? He said, I will put my spirit within you and cause you, they only knew how to feel when it would happen, the spirit of God come on them. But that wasn't even all the time. You understand, we, those, uh, myself, have who've been born again and raised in the things of God, I've never known a life without that presence of God on the inside, the life of God on the inside. But many of you have, and you can say, I remember the heart of of flesh. You know, the, the stony heart. I remember, and you know what about, it's interesting about the stony heart is stones are heavy. It's heavy. You remember that heaviness. You remember the loads you carried. You remember the weight of life. And and everything that came to you, It you had nothing to lift and to move things in your life with. This is the goodness of God now is we have his life, his nature, his presence, his spirit. We're not lifting and moving and going through this life on our own. His strength is mine. When I am weak, he is strong. Amen. So I don't know what that's like, but many of you would say, I know what that stony heart feels like. So imagine being Ezekiel, and yes, having walked with God, but only ever feeling something, he'd have to feel it on the outside. There's still no life coming up from the inside. So he's giving these words, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, 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 and you shall heed my ordinances and do them, and you shall dwell in the land I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Now, go to Jeremiah Go to, I think I wanna go to Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah 31, Jeremiah 31. Verse 33, but this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says Lord, I will put my law within them. And on their hearts, I, will I write it? So just to, to not go too far, but to understand that the covenant, the, the first covenant or this, this covenant that they were living in now, there was the 10 commandments and this told them what not to do, right? And they had a lot of rituals and things that they had to conduct in their life of things not to do, so the list was in this own, without any life, without any help on the inside, without any guidance, without any leading, without any, uh, don't, don't kill that person. You know, don't steal that, right? I mean, let's be honest with you. You, you go to steal something and there is, praise God for something on the inside. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go to hit your, sp- slap your spouse and you go like ah. that. Can't do that, (laughs) no. (laughs) You go to say, They had none of that. It is strictly a rule that they had to remember and to keep the flesh that had every desire in it. There was no life or power to help control the flesh. It was simply by a command of the do's and the don'ts, right? Do's and the don'ts. Don't do this, don't do that. Don't do, don't do, don't do. You gotta do this, gotta do that. Now, it was perfect and it's time, we're not dismissing it, but I don't know about you, I can't imagine wanting to live for God and follow God with all my faults and my shortcomings. You may not have any, but I know where I come up short. I know where my temper, You know what I mean? Impatience, selfishness, right? Where it wants to manifest. And there's another manifestation other than God's manifestation. And I can't imagine having to do that without him. Without. We don't, this is what they had to do. I had to follow these commandments. They had to, uh, I don't wanna get ahead of myself. So look here, it says I will put my law within them and on their hearts will I write it and I will be their God and they will teach my people. And they will no more teach, man, teach each man his neighbor and each man his brother saying, know the Lord for they will all know me recognize, understand, and be acquainted with me from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will seriously, I love this, I will seriously remember their sin no more. I will seriously. We thought we used that. Seriously? God used, that's his, that's his terminology. Seriously? I will seriously remember their sin no more. You can answer your past with this. Seriously, devil, you're going to bring that up? Seriously? Again? You think that's going to work on me this time? Because he seriously remembers that no more. No more. And I have this spirit that says, came inside me. And I don't have to live with that. He he's on the inside of me. If he's in me, he is not remembering anything but what he put in me. God is only mindful of what he's put in us. That's what he's, he's occupied with. Now let's take this over, go to John thirteen. Let's bring it. Bring it on around. Work our, our way around here. John 13, verse 34. I give you a new commandment, that you should love one another, just as I have loved you, so you too should love one another. Go to Romans chapter five. I just wanna look at each, each passage, each scripture. Romans chapter five. Well, let's go. Um, Go to Romans 13 first. Romans 13. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this... Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. So their fulfilling of the law was all a a list of things. Our fulfilling of the law is one thing, one thing. And you can tell yourself, I can be responsible for this one thing. Amen? Now, within this one thing, if we look at, and we'll go there this morning, 1 Corinthians 13, but I want, before we go to the love passage, right, I just want to establish in us how significant it is that God's love is in you. Because Ezekiel got a glimpse of it, Jeremiah had some revelation of it, but they had absolutely no spiritual comprehension or understanding of what we walk in today. They don't under, they, to them, they're probably thinking, how will all these rules and how will all these commandments that we're, we're supposed to live by, how does this get exchanged and how does the spirit come in a man? And I know, I don't know about you, but if I were them, I'd be thinking, I've been walking with God all these years. I'm a prophet, and I don't get that. You know, they have to ask themselves. They're interpreting through their own life of I'm a prophet, and this is being prophesied and promised to somebody else other than what about all my good works? Why don't I get God's spirit? I mean, I'm just, that's my carnal thinking. Why not me? (laughs) They didn't understand the... The magnitude that it was bigger, you know, you, you would, I would struggle understanding myself, the magnitude of mankind and what that meant to God to fill man with himself. So we get filled with God. We have this new commandment. We're no longer following these uh, do's and don'ts and do this and don't that. We just got one do, and that is to Walk in love. That's what we say. Walk in love. Isn't that our our good terminology? Walk in love. We use it so much we forget it. Right? Use it so much. You say it so much. You gotta walk in love. Gotta walk in love. 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 And if we're not careful, we can. It's just like a. It's just a saying. It's a saying, and there's no real meaning to it. There's no. We don't understand the depth of what it means that we actually have the ability. Say the ability. Say, I have the ability. Say, I have the ability. I have the ability to walk in love because he put his spirit within me. He put his spirit within you. So this morning, I wanna focus on this, this love that's on the inside of us because if we're gonna have flourishing faith, it does not come without love that flourishes in every aspect of our life. We can read these passages and we can understand that we could. What happens is, and I've done this, being raised and, and being able to quote First Corinthians 13, you know, front to back right and and we understand even the concept but it becomes a list love is patient love is kind you know and it becomes a list kind of like the 10 commandments right this this list of all these things love is and we can quote it and we know it but what I like to focus on, this is just me and the way it, it helps me when I, I'm meditating or teaching it is to focus on the fact that his spirit came within me and there was at one point humanity did not have that ability. It's like a special gift that we've been given. Almost, um, you, you take such, it's such an honor that when he says for me to walk in love and he gives all this list of what love love is that he already put that ability within me. Instead of just going, I got to be patient, I got to be kind, I got to be long-suffering. I got to Oh my gosh, here we go again. I got to do this. I got to do that. What does that sound like? Do not kill, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not And we start treating love and all these qualities of love as they would the list of commandments. What happens? We lose the life. See, all the commandments were were to control the flesh. You gotta put that rein on that flesh. It's like the harness on the horse, right? That harness is not part of the horse. It's on the horse. The, the, you understand, everything, when, you, when they hook and they yoke that ox and they yoke that horse up, it's not part of that horse's being. It's just on them. But what happens is, as soon as you take that off, See, no more are we, are we having to harness our flesh. There's something on the, it's actually part of you. Love is part of who you are. Stop looking at the checklist of how I gotta act in love and start thinking, it's part of me. I am. Say, I am. I am a love being. I am a love being. It's not a love list. It's not a love list. Let me pull up my love list. Did I fail in my love list? You know, when you realize love is part of you, when you make a mistake and you step out of love, you realize that you're not living by a list anymore. You're living by his love. And you can come quickly, repent. Father, I missed it. I made that mistake and I I go back to who I am. I'm a love being just like you are. Your love is on the inside of me. So with all of that, Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Notice love was not in their old covenant. When anywhere close. It was just a harness of rules to keep the flesh under. They were dealing with everything from the outside. We're not operating from the outside anymore. This life is to be a flow from the inside. The inside. Um we're drawing out something that is already in there, not trying to act like something we aren't. This is a lot of times how people see it. Well, that's just not what I, what I is. Well, that's not what I am. That's not, you know, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. If, Je- if, if Jesus came in and is in there, oh, yes, you are. <laughs> because you cannot, se- see, that's good news. You cannot separate yourself from the love of God But know this, you can't, God is not looking for you and and dismissing us from separating ourselves from love either. That's just not how how I am. I just wasn't born that way and being a patient person. (laughs) When you were born again, you were. You were born, well, well, my family and the way my family operates and the way we handle things, Uh, There's a new handle in your life, and it's called the handle of the Holy Ghost, and you're supposed to take and handle everything right? by dipping down into what's on the inside of you. That's the handle. Well, that's not how we handle stuff. New handle, the Holy Ghost handle. And so when we want to handle things the wrong way, we take that new handle of the Spirit, and we dip down To where, what did he say? I'm gonna put my spirit within them. I'm gonna put a new heart on the inside of them. I'm dipping down with that new handle because now I don't handle things the way my carnal earthly family handles things. I handle things the way the Holy Ghost deals with me and leads me. Amen? So, 1 Corinthians, I'm not there yet. Let Let me get there. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I was ah, I don't want to get. Let's see here. You know the Bible. It, it, if we go back, if we look at, at it, it says if they broke one commandment, is it says they were guilty of them all. Um. I I would think that with for us, if we violate the law of love and we step out of love, how many of you were able to watch the the some of the miracle crusades this week? And I loved. So love that example. Um, and if you don't have Pastor Nancy's love book, I, I would recommend you get that and feed on that as well. But um, she talks about stepping over into being in love's territory, right? And, and as a piece of property, that we are on that. But, but there is even just one step over out of love, we are on a territory that we don't even belong. That's right don't belong there. And so we're susceptible, right? And we really don't want to be on the line. You know what I mean? We don't want to be even close. Uh, It's like, why would we go to the water park, say we don't want to get wet and go stand by the biggest, you know, (laughs) right? By the, the deep dive or whatever that is. If you don't want to get wet, just, just step away. Don't even come close. So we're not looking to live as close as we can, you know, as, as irritated and frustrated as we can, but we're still in love. <laughs> how about we get as far away from that edge? We have that divine ability. We say we want to walk closer to him. What do we mean by that? How about more closely to how he is and who he is? Yeah. So uh, she talked about that. And but it says if they broke one of the commandments, or if they broke one of them, it's as if they violated them all. So if they if they committed adultery, it's as if they murdered, they stole. That's how it was seen. I I want to be sober about myself and say you know if I if I fail and I take a step out of love, whether I just go well it you know I just was being you know a little bit selfish. I've pretty much been violated. I violated the whole thing. This whole list in First Corinthians chapter 13, I was a violator of all of it. I was. You could count it as impatience. You could count it as, you know. And a lot of times when we, when we take that step out of love's territory, there's more than one thing in operation. You know, when you get impatient, more than likely it's because you're selfish. <laughs> right? You want your own way. We want our own way. We want to demand our own rights. We, when we're rude, what, why is it that we're rude? Usually within that rudeness is impatience and selfishness. You, you, you can kind of, you can find a lot. I know I can. <laughs> uh, I, I know that for my, myself, and I can say this for my. Just me personally, maybe not you, that at the seasons of transition in my life, some of the greatest times of transition, some of the hardest seasons in my life, I was met with the greatest pressure and bombardment to get out of love at the same time. It seemed like offense was ever an ever present help. In that time of trouble, <laughs> because there is, um, as Pastor Nancy has taught us, the devil mimics God. There's ways he, he mimics. So when he sees you're, you're making growth and you're, you're transitioning into something more that God has for you, what he's wanting to do is take you the other direction, yeah. right? So he's saying, okay, uh, this is a time of growing. God's dealing with him, God's working. They're stepping out in faith. And what he wants you to do in mid-step of to the next thing, he'd like for you to take that foot and put it backwards and go the other way. So what happens is offense comes to throw you off balance and hope that you'll go a different direction. Does that make sense? He's catching us mid-transition. To progress in the things of God. And he's hoping in that midstep, in that that reach, he can get us off balance. And so I know for myself that my love walk was challenged at its greatest the, the, the greatest challenge showed up at those times of growth and transition. Is that it might just be me. It might just be me. But it, it why? Because I needed my faith the most. I needed my faith in that season. I needed the trust in God. I needed the word. He comes to steal. He's a thief. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if he can steal uh, your, your, your walk of love and that flow of love in your life, if he can steal... When people... Love people are settled people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love people are settled people. Have you been around somebody and they just... You can tell they just truly radiate the love of God Genuinely. They're settled people. They're settled. And so things and tests don't unsettle them. And you don't see that on the outside because what love is in me to flow out of me is also the flow that comes to me. I mean, we'll never be able to probably to fully comprehend. Uh, That's why Paul had to say that you may comprehend, right? What is the length and the depth and breadth, the height? Why? Because we don't. We don't get it. We don't understand how significant the love of God is flowing to us. And if we did, and if we can grab that revelation, if we take that prayer, that Pauline prayer, and we pray that, and we ask God, show me, not just show me what I can have, what I can do, and who I am, but show me the love, because I know this, without it, I won't get into what I can do, what I have, what you provided. Um, But in seasons of transition and growth, it seems like the enemy counters with tests and pressure to hinder that divine love flow. In fact, love is such a flow of God and carries with it so much power that even when you're in a place of growing and you're believing and you face a need greater than you've ever faced, if you'll focus on maintaining your love, what you feel like your faith can't pull through, love will take care of the rest of the way. Love will take care of the rest of the way. I've been there. I've been there. And I knew, um, well, let me... Let me give you even an example, because I can't use your, you, <laughs> I can use me. Uh, there was, right after Dr. went home, and I know I've shared this before, right after he went home to be with the Lord, um, we had been living with Pastor Nancy and with Dr. We, we were believing for a home, and we didn't think we were gonna live there that long. We weren't trying to live there and freeload and, you know, whatever, I mean, we ended up going backwards because of just how everything is structured financially and we still had a home. We still had to pay money on that home and, and uh, every month and it was just a bunch of different things and, and really the, the ministry and the family, we were still going through you know, kind of a season of testing and, and different things and so you know, dad goes home and it was not, him going home uh, there was because of the things prayed out was not hard. But there's now a transition from that place we've never been in before. And I know for myself and Stephen, we were a little bit older. At this point, we have two kids. We weren't worried or concerned or, or worried about like money or anything like that. Um, but you feel the sense of responsibility, okay? We're both firstborns. If you're firstborn, there's just a different concept that firstborns have. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> That I don't think others will ever understand. There's a sense of responsibility that you 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 just it just comes. so we both we were talking about we just really a responsibility to grow and quickly and develop and and you know and you start putting pressure on yourself <laughs> um, to be where we need to be. We got to be where we need to be, you know. And I had sensed God is dealing with us. We need to move out of this house. We we needed. We're not supposed to be here anymore. He's got another place for us. And so much is happening. So much transition is going on. You know, with him going home. Again, the home going wasn't. Would this have happened? Even if he still maybe could have. And so within all of this, we need to get into a place. We need. Are we going to buy? Are we going to rent? We're just trying to land and make right decisions. (laughs) I I mean, that's literally where we we just want to make the right decision. And you know what I just said? He'll take full advantage of your right heart and then bring pressure. You're gonna miss it. You're not gonna, you know. So within all of this, we weren't exactly getting along that great. None of y'all have ever, ever, ever. Because we, we were so serious and intense and genuine in getting things right because of that sense of responsibility, you know, we would—that was one thing we agreed on. We are not going to miss it in our life with the Plan of God. We are not going to come up short. We are going to take everything. You know, that was one thing that kept, you know, us firmly grounded. Is we needed to make right decisions. We wanted both to make the right decisions, but within that, we were there was always just constant course, you know, I just had a kid, we got a busy other little kid. We're trying to to navigate all of this. We're not trying to be another responsibility for Pastor Nancy, you know what I mean? So now, you know, she's our, our pastor. She's traveling more. I'm helping here more. We're doing all this. And we didn't exactly have somebody we could go to and be like, hey, we, we got a problem here. Because <laughs> she's got a lot going on. We're not trying to add more to her plate. And in the midst of all of this, we're just every little thing. You know, it's nothing major. In fact, we've always agreed on everything major. It's only in the little things. Only the little things. Push comes shove, anything significant in life, we pretty much have always agreed. That's not the problem. Um, so we start just a little bit, little bit, little bit. Just There was always tension, always tension. Love God. Love each other, but there's always just a little bit of bickering, a little bit of this, little, you know, and you you can't, uh, there's no flow of love in the home. You know what I mean? We're not going to get a divorce. We're not going to, you know, it's nothing, it was nothing catastrophic, but the demand we were putting on ourselves to get some things right, we missed the demand of love that was needed. Great. This was a great learning lesson. That's why I'm giving it to you. So you don't repeat this. So we, time passes, we find a home. We know it's God. It's a home we were going to rent. It was such a blessing to be in that home. We absolutely loved it. It was two amazing years of our life. Um, And we literally lived there. We were pressure free. I mean, it was awesome. But we realized the significance of that is because we didn't own it. We were renting it. (laughs) The devil will pull his hand of pressure off of you. You know that wasn't our territory. That's good. Uh-huh. So remember that. Don't don't make decisions and go. Oh, this feels so nice. Because sometimes, boy, he lifted that pressure real quick when we moved into that place to try to get us settled and comfortable. So we we we're, we're at it. We we decided we're gonna go to Brother Copeland's ministers' conference. This is the first time we'd ever been, and. All these, you don't know what's there. I mean, the whole thing, this whole thing is new. I mean, we're just, here we are. We're just trying to be a blessing. We're just trying to be a help. In the meantime, we're at opposite ends of trying to get things done and trying to accomplish. And and I'm trying to believe, and you're trying to believe, and you're stepping on my believing, and you know, all this stuff. We're both trying to believe for the same thing, but we're going about it, all wrong. And um, The enemy the whole time's working just working on the thought life. You know, just, just pressure, 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 pressure. And we go to this minister's conference and I get a phone call from, I think it was from you, you called me, it said, Bear, this has been going on just for a few months, said Bear has an extremely high fever. And I said, okay, uh, you know, we're, we've never been to this place in Texas. I can't get back home Um what do we do here? She's saying, This is really high. My kids were never sick. So, this is all new territory. Um, okay, w- let me think here. We need to believe God. We're going to release our faith. Okay, we know what we're going to do. He's our healer. I said, Mimi Mary, take him over to Pastor Noel and Pastor Ruby, have Pastor Noel lay hands on him. Because I know when, when Pastor Noel lays hands on him, the anointing he's going to go into his body. And between me, and Mary, and Corinne, they were helping take care of him. So go over Pastor Noel. The thing is, is I had faith on the inside. I knew as soon as I said, lay your, he's going to lay his hands on that the power's going to go in. I mean, I could grab that. I knew in my heart I had grabbed a hold of that. He's going to be just fine. So there was no doubt. There was no struggle in that. So she takes him over. And I don't remember if it went down, maybe a little bit at that point or what, just something, you know. And then she called and she said, mm, it's back up again. Well, pastor could get up and testify that she, she knew Stephen and I were not exactly flowing in the highest flow of love. Because if you've ever driven in Texas on those roads, that'll challenge any marriage. I don't care who's your bestie, your... Your friend, your right? Yeah. The roads the weather, the coffee. Let me let me count the things that you have to knock Texas people back, you know what I mean? They just right Dean? They just think they're Texas is everything. We truly believe there was a campaign to get people there by the government, because when you go and you're like, really? Really? They kept speaking that blessing. God bless Texas. God bless Texas. So we get there, and I mean, we're just, and I said to him, we we're supposed, we get first night there. We got to go get changed. You're going to be around people. We don't know any of these people, you know, here at this place. We we were so new, and we're nervous, and, and we get in the car, and I'm like, Bears doesn't feel well, and he's got a high fever, uh, uh, you know? I don't want to go. I don't marry to take him, you know. And you're you're just talking, just so yeah. aggressive. <laughs> you can totally laugh, Dolly. So aggressive, you know. Oh gosh, you know. Ted, somebody say, told me the other day their husband said something. Uh, they said before they even apologized, they said, "Why well, forgive you?" And they're like, "Oh, shut up!" You know, you you just have these little. Ah. <laughs> Now what are you gonna do, buddy? (laughs) And we went to the service that night. They ended up having to take him really to the hospital because it was so high. And that's not the time to be you know, risking. I'm not gonna do that to my child. But I knew when hands were laid on him. So the problem wasn't, the, the issue wasn't the faith. It was the flow that was going to assist the faith was missing. Love moves your faith forward into the circumstance. You understand? If there's no flow of love, there can be faith released, but there's nothing pushing it into the circumstance. Does that make sense? Love propels quickly. When you're walking in love, it takes the faith that's released in your heart and it moves it into the situation. This is what love did with Jesus. It moved him onto this earth. It moved him from his place in heaven. It makes love, makes just, is just as important with the movement of God in your life as faith is. Yeah, Amen. Amen. So I said, we gotta get this dealt with. We have got to deal with this because we, I get it. We, we're at this place of transition. We, we've never been here. We don't know what to do. We don't know up, down, left, right. We're moving out. You know, we're renting. We don't know. You know, this is such an unknown place, but I knew this. We've got to get it right between the two of us so our faith can work. Well, at the end of the day, we end up with a $5,000 bill from the hospital, but we got things right, and it's a miracle that after sitting on a hospital bed in the emergency room, the moment we got things right, and Mary can tell you that fever disappeared and we were left to fund it <laughs> thank you and here we are trying to move forward we've got to put a down payment on the house Christmas had just passed and now we need another $5,000 glory to God you know what it got paid the money came it got taken care of Amen. Amen, but we got that right and we never forgot that lesson and because faith, I knew that I had the faith for the healing, but did I have the right flow for the healing? Let me say how this, the spirit of God, love is not just an action, but it's a condition of the heart. So you can be doing all the right things with a completely wrong heart. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, dear. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so good to see you. Oh, brother. You know, what you say in here matters to God. It matters. He's looking in here. We see out here. It's not whatever other people see. It's the the flow and the conversation you have within yourself that matters most. Yeah. Love is not just, that's why we don't wanna look, we didn't even get there, we'll get there next week. First Corinthians chapter 13, we don't wanna look at the list of attributes, yeah. right? Patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, you know, or uh, those are fruits of spirit, but you don't look at all of those. They all come with love, they're all of a flow. Yeah. You don't wanna just look at that as this checklist because then I can work on my checklist and get all my actions perfectly right and correct, and your heart is completely left out of the equation. At that moment in our lives, we had to deal with our hearts because there was a flow of love that I had for him that I was not tapping into. Did I love him? Absolutely, that was not in question. Did I like him? That was. (laughs) That was. I had to get what was in here, out here. But I also wanna check us that what is out here is a representation of what's in here. And not we're just not putting on acts of love and what it, we think it's supposed to look like. And on the inside, we're, we're off balance. We're being thrown off balance because faith won't work with just acts of faith, will it? Faith is of the heart. Love is the same way. It doesn't just work because you act like a loving person. <laughs> right? That's when I think that's one of the, gonna be one of the things that when, you know, when the, the scripture talks about and, and God will say, depart from me, I never knew you. We can interpret that all different ways, but if God is love, he recognizes love first. I think this plays a big part in that, who he'll recognize, and who he knows, and who he doesn't know. I think love, and like I said, love can, remember the woman, and then we'll close with this, remember the woman that Dad Hagen talks about, and she said, Brother Hagen, they were sitting at the table, and she said, I hate my mother-in-law, right? And And he said, no, you don't, she said, yes, I do. And he said, all right, I want you to say again, I hate my mother-in-law. And you check right here, right? And what did she do? She said, I hate my mother-in-law. She said, something's scratching me. He gets her to deal with this. What she thinks is a hatred for her mother-in-law, she gets it dealt with. Then their child gets healed of the epileptic seizures, right? Then after the epileptic seizures, get, the child gets healed. What happens? One tries to come back remember the seizure, that tries to come back, and she calls Brother Hagan and says to Brother Hagen at Hagen, "You know, the child is having a, an epileptic seizure." And he said, "You stamping say, "I'm walking in love, right?" Notice he. Did, there was no response to the epileptic seizure of faith in healing power, faith in miracle power. The answer was love. That's what I'm saying. You can pick up where faith maybe uh, you've got enough faith, or or maybe you don't. Love will pick up if you will decide to flow in that love that's from your heart. That love will propel your faith to full success. Full success. And what happened? That love, she answered with love's command, not just with a faith command. Amen. Because God is. She had to get God on the scene, put God on the scene. And how is that? Through love. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, we'll stop there. We've gone long enough. Looks like, based on my notes, we'll, we'll be back here next week. <laughs> So if you don't like it, you can skip maybe the next week. (laughs) No, it's so good. I want to be more like him. Not just be, we were made like him, but I want to flow and operate more like him. Does that make sense? We just want to have all, all of him be all around us. I love him so much. I love God so much. And I know what that love did for me. I know where it took me, where it brought me. Where, what it's done in my family, what it's done in my home, where we've come from because we chose love over our own way, but I also want it to be genuine flow from the inside, not something that we put on and we act on the outside because we've got our checklist like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Does that help? So our homework is to go home. Number one, that helps us out, praying the Holy Ghost. What praying in the Holy Ghost does, it doesn't give you more love, it just strengthens that inner man. Number two, and I'll probably get to this next week. Number two, for me, one of the things I've noticed, uh, and it may not work like this for you, but it sure does for me. If I'm finding that I'm I'm tempted to step out of love in a certain situation, you know, I'm frustrated with something, sometimes praying in the Holy Ghost for me is is not always directly my solution because what happens is I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and my mind is still thinking about how frustrated I am and how, you know what I mean? I've no just for me, this is just me. That is a key, a huge key. I know this when I go and I get the word of God and I put, and I, I'm not even talking about reading love scriptures. I'm just talking about I'll go to the Gospels because Jesus is love. I'll go to the Gospels and I'll begin to read about my Savior and I'll go, oh, Jesus, you're so wonderful. You're so wonderful, you're so good, Jesus. Look at what you did, look at, what is that? I am stirring up that flow of love from the inside. I've gotta take my mind, because sometimes that, that love is being hindered because your mind's not right. Your mind's not right. And praying in the Holy Ghost doesn't deal with the mind. Worship is another thing. I know this sometimes I'll put on brother Hagen and Pastor Nancy. Just her voice alone will diffuse. Right? Junior, not have be talk about the situation? Her and Dad Hagen's voice just diffuse that pressure, that tension. And I take her words and I take Dad Hagen's words and I start filling my home, filling my thought life. And suddenly it's a lot easier to draw, cause I'm dealing with my mind, it's easier to draw up that flow on the inside and draw that out and, and my mind stops getting in the way. Cause it's what you think that is what you say. What you think is what you're gonna say. I gotta deal with my thinking sometimes, amen? amen? Amen, We'll stand with me. Do we have anything else? 3.30, go ahead and stand up. I see you kids, like little little boppers. 3.30 this afternoon, we bumped it back because sunset is at six, so we wanna do, but give about two and a half hours, uh, wear comfy clothes. Bring your snacks, um, anything else to announce. You can pick, uh, my husband said, just pick where you wanna park. Some of you, I know it's easier to park up the hill than try to make your way down and make your way back up. But if it's easier for you and you don't wanna walk that, please make your way down the hill, park on the park area. We've got plenty of room. If not, you can park up top and, and walk down. That's open to You, you can park up on the, the asphalt if you would like. Uh, it'll all be open. So turn to somebody before Dismiss and say, "I'm gonna be in God's flow." Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrayministries.org.